Have you ever had the opportunity to interview someone that was there, wherever there was? Talk to someone that actually experienced this moment in time. I was thinking about moments in time over my lifetime, certainly Dealey Plaza. I remember well when John Kennedy was assassinated. I was in the sixth grade. They gathered us all together in the cafeteria to watch on the news. But I never talked to somebody that was actually there. Maybe September 11th. Or someone who had stormed the beach at Omaha. I did have the opportunity to talk to a man that spent 36 days in battle on Iwo Jima. I also had the opportunity to spend time interviewing a man who was a military officer who had caught a key communist leader in a battle in the jungles of Bolivia. Now, here's the reason I bring that up. The perspective that comes from someone that is there really matters. I mean, it's one thing to read about it as a survey of history, to watch a newscast about something that has happened. That, that does give us a certain amount of information. But when you're able to actually talk to someone or listen to someone that was there, there's something that takes place. It's a, it's a new level of credibility that begins to rise up in the testimony that they're sharing about this particular event. Now, there's a reason I'm going here is because I want you to consider going to John's first epistle and reading the very first chapter as though you were sitting there talking to John. Because when John begins this epistle, he starts by saying very, very clearly, I was there. I, I saw this with my own eyes. I heard it with my own ears. My hands touched this moment. And what I'm telling you about the word of life, about Jesus, the fact that it appeared and we saw it, it appeared right in front of our eyes. <clears throat> and that's what I'm here to talk to you about. What I have seen, what I've heard, and what I fellowshiped with. Now, I realize we're, we're reading this, but, but just for a moment, look at this as though you had an opportunity to sit with John, who had walked with Jesus, and he's wanting to give testimony to what took place. And he's wanting you to receive his words because he was an eyewitness to what actually took place. Now, if you continue on in the first chapter, you're going to see that he begins to share some things, four or five things 
that he thinks are very, very important for us to know. So just imagine that you're sitting there with John and you found out that he was an eyewitness. You know he was with Jesus. You want to hear his story and you say to him, just just start with four or five things that you'd really want us to know, given the fact that you were there. You saw it. You tasted it. You touched it. Well, John does that. And the very first thing that he comes about in saying is, okay, I I was there, I saw it, I touched it, and here's what I want you to know. God is light. In him, there is no darkness whatsoever. You see, there would have been many people who, because of the testimony of Scripture and the way that the Pharisees would have interpreted the law, that would have seen God as at some point capricious, unpredictable. And yet they saw God. They saw God in Jesus. And because they saw God in Jesus, their perspective completely shifted. And they want to say to you, and they want to say to me, I was there. I saw him. I watched how he interacted with people. And I want you to know that God is full of light. There is no darkness. There is no hidden agenda. He's not out to get you. He came to save you and to love you. He then goes on to say that if we want to have fellowship with him, then another thing we need to know is that we have to walk in the light. God abides in the light. He lives, if you will, by the virtues and values of the kingdom of God. And if we want to have fellowship with God, a deep relationship with God, it's going to occur in the light. In the place of love, in the place of generosity, in the place of forgiveness. You cannot be holding a grudge against a brother or sister that has offended you and expect to have fellowship with God in the context of that kind of an attitude. This is what he's saying, that we have this great opportunity to actually have fellowship with this God who is a God of light and a God of love. And so ask the question, where's the light here? And if there's no light in it, back out. Back out completely. Because fellowship with God occurs in the place of light and in the place of love. John goes on and then he says that The blood of Jesus, and remember, he was there. He stood right there at the cross. He heard Jesus say to him, behold your mother. He heard Jesus say to Mary, behold your son. He, in essence, asked John to take care of his own mother. He saw Jesus shed his blood, and then he says this. Here's the third thing I want you to know, because I've seen it, and I've touched it, and I was there. 
God is light and there is no darkness in him. If you want to have fellowship with him, you're going to walk in the light. Look for the light. And number three, know that the blood of Jesus Christ has completely purified you from all sin. Remember, this whole idea of cleansing and purification was so huge for the Israelite community. There were countless ways in which a person could be declared unclean. What they touched, what they saw, where they went, who they had contact with, what they ate. And anytime they were unclean, they were separated. They were pushed outside the tent. And what John wants us to know is that on that day at Calvary, at the cross, Jesus Christ shed his blood so that we can be completely purified. That which was perfect, Jesus, touched we who are imperfect and in touching us, completely purified us. That's what the scripture says, of all sin. Isn't that amazing? This is the very first things John's wanting you to know, wanting us to know as we say, what was it like? What did you see? What did you learn? And this is one of the key points. That whole theme has been picked up in the book of Hebrews, and we know about that, that our conscience has been cleansed. But this whole idea of purified, we've been made pure. There there is nothing unclean because we now have our standing in Jesus. And this is part of what John wants us to know because of what he's seen. But he goes on from there. He says this, look, we're going to sin. There are going to be moments when we do things that are not aligned with the love of Christ. We're not always going to live out of who we are in Jesus. And that's a reality that we have to embrace. But then he goes on to say this. But if we're willing to admit that, if we're willing to confess our sin, he's going to forgive us. And once again, He'll purify us from anything that isn't right. This is unbelievable good news. This is breathtaking grace. That God knows that there are going to be times that we stumble along the way. But all we have to do is get back on our feet and say, I've stumbled, I've wandered, I've sinned, and in doing that, we welcome the forgiveness of the Father. These four points in themselves are somewhat staggering to embrace, and yet so, so vitally important to our own walk with God. 
when John, the beloved, the one who leaned on Jesus' breast, sat down to write this letter, he wrote it as a firsthand witness. He wanted to be as if he was sitting right with us and able to say, I was there. I saw it all. I touched it. I heard the glory of the message. And out of that, there are four things I want to say right away. God is light. There's no darkness in him. He's good. Choose light. Because that's where you're going to be able to have fellowship with him. So if you're listening to something or watching something or participating in something and you ask the question, is there any light here? And there is not. Get away from that so that you can have fellowship with God. Know that his blood has completely purified you. That's the work of Jesus. That's the miracle of grace. And by the way, if you do sin which you will. Never forget that you just simply have to admit it and experience this great forgiveness that is yours in Jesus Christ. John, John was a witness. And he wants us to receive these words today deep into our own heart, coming from someone who was actually there.